0: Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. I'm very excited to just share with you for just a moment. And I want to go back to something I said earlier when I spoke about baptism being the wedding band of Christianity. Now when you get married (laughs) there are a few promises you have to make because if you don't make those promises marriage is an interesting dynamic so what you say is you say I am devoted to you you're saying I'll be faithful to you for better or worse for through sickness and health for richer or poorer till death do us part you actually have to make that promise (laughs) and and It's very much the same in a walk with God because if you go to my wife and you see the wedding band on my finger, I promise you she will concur with the fact that I ain't the perfect husband. The ring doesn't make me a perfect husband. It simply reveals that I have made a private devotion to my spouse and through sickness and health, for richer or poorer, for better or worse, Till death do us part will I faithfully remain devoted to her. In your walk with God there will be for better or worse. And when you have your bad days it can be really bad. But regardless... It's about being faithful to Jesus through it. Because when you become a follower of Jesus, you don't go from being a sinner to a saint. You just become a saved sinner who is faithfully following Jesus with all your hang-ups and your imperfection. Because it's for better or worse, through sickness and health, for richer or poorer, till death do us part. So we sometimes get this idea when you become a follower of Jesus, praise the Lord, brother, you're perfect. This is not true. You could even hear it in the story of Chantel and her own struggles and the things she faces. In fact, in the New Testament, one of the early church leaders, the apostle Paul, he gets really vulnerable with his personal struggle, following Jesus, but also being human in this human experience. And he writes these words from Romans chapter 7, verse 15. He says, I do not understand what I do. I don't know if you've ever had those moments. You're either saying someone, something to someone, or doing something, and it literally feels like you're not in your body, and you're watching yourself, and in your head, you're going, What am I saying? Or what the freak am I doing? Now Paul identifies, he says I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate I do. Do you see the conflict of his humanity in all of this? He's like not perfect, but now he's a follower of Jesus but so often I do things I don't want to do and I know it's the wrong thing, but I do it and then in my head I go, I shouldn't have done that, but I knew already I should, ah! In fact, he's not alone because when we read in the Old Testament the words written by the famous David, David and Goliath David who fought Goliath and became the king of Israel, he writes in Psalm 31 verse 12 these words, I am forgotten as though I were dead, I have become like broken pottery whoa <laughs> you know like get saved and you live in the blessings of the Lord and then David writes that I'm like talk about uh, unmet expectations <laughs> serious <laughs> issues there What we need to understand is as David wrote about feeling like his life had become like broken pottery. He was writing in a season of his life where he was confronting a huge conspiracy that had been put together against him. And his friends, the people that were supposed to be there for him, had abandoned him. And so in that circumstance, he writes these words. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. So David describes himself as broken here. But it's interesting because what breaks him is the abandoning of the friendship he trusted in with other people, meaning they're also broken. Recently we heard, in fact just this week, about the death of Professor Bongani Mayosi, a top South African cardiologist and the Dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences at UCT. And reading an article today out of News 24, it says he died because he committed suicide. Suffering with depression. David wrote those words feels like my life's as good as dead and I feel like broken pottery and the very people breaking me are people that are broken themselves because they're friends which have abandoned me when I trusted them most. The fact is this. We are all broken. Everyone sitting here is broken. Broken. And when there are people on the outside of the church that say, oh, don't do the whole church thing because church people are hypocrites, I go, Amen, brother. Because I'm not a sinner that became a saint, I'm a saved sinner that still struggles with all the same issues that every other human on the face of the planet faces. We are all broken. And it actually says in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart, speaking about the human heart, is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In every single one of us, there's a heart that is tainted by sin and a brokenness that we all experience to some degree or another. And then this idea of broken pottery. Very interesting. Because we read about pottery somewhere else in Scripture, and it sounds a little different to the idea of David saying, I'm like a broken piece of pottery. It comes out of Isaiah 64 verse 8, and it says this. And this one's a little nicer, guys, so be encouraged. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. We are the clay, you're the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. And so this is the kind of thought that might be conjured up in your thinking. Oh, the Lord, he takes me, poor little me, and, and, and he shapes me into perfection as a saint. And I live my life in the completion of his perfection. The best house, provision, Happy marriage! Praise the Lord, brother. You know, oh, go to church every Sunday. Skip in with my family. See the provision of the Lord. His money grows on trees because I tithe. Life is good. Because, because he's the potter and I'm the claim, he molds me into perfection. It's quite weird when, when I think of that and I read that because here when we've read Isaiah 64, we're the potter, he's the claim, he makes us whole. Here we might perceive our lives to be made in perfection as a pottery piece crafted by the hand of God. Yet when David wrote those words that we read just now, David's human experience as he wrote replaced a perfect piece of pottery with a life of broken pieces Ooh, I'm made whole the Lord's got me but then David says I'm forgotten as though I were dead I've become like broken pottery you see people disregard God or they push him away or they hate the idea of Jesus because they feel like what he says is a contradiction Because they assume you're supposed to be that perfect piece of pottery. Jesus makes it all better. He fixes. Apparently, he's a loving God. Yet we end up so often feeling like David and saying those same words to the reality of our human experience. I have become like broken pottery. Yeah, God, where's this potter? Where am I in the potter's hands? Because I'm shaping up to nothing except broken pieces. So we abandon God. We turn away from Jesus. God, if you're so loving, why is my life broken? If you're the potter who makes the vessel, why have you allowed this vessel to break? So guess what we do? You and me get very clever. Like, like, you know, like, God, you don't really understand life. <laughs> so I'm going to help you, God. Okay? So we're the fixers. Because God, like, doesn't know what he's doing. And, like, clearly he's not in our lives. Because we went through a divorce we didn't plan on. Because he says, love your wives. Christ loved And it's this beautiful thing. And so we assume it's all going to work out perfect. Because when you're in the potter's hand, he makes perfect pottery. He doesn't. We end up broken. And then we're like, go get away from me, God. You don't know what you're doing. So I'm going to begin to fix my brokenness. And, and so you and me begin, begin the process. We, we get our careers or we seek that new person that will fulfill us and make us whole. And we start the journey here. We move house to try and start new beginnings. We, and here we are. And we're trying to put these pieces together. It's interesting. George Barner, the founder of the Barner Group, Market research firm specializing in studying religious beliefs and behavior, he wrote this. He said, individual believers seek to avoid brokenness because our culture proclaims that it is for weak people, losers who don't have the strength, the smarts, the resources, or the resilience necessary to succeed in a competitive world. He writes, that same society also tempts people into believing that you need to be, uh, that you need not be broken because the world enables you to have it all. If I only have this, you know, if I can get this and I can glue it to this piece and then I'll have it all. If those two pieces just fit, if I just have that house, if I can just be in that relationship, these pieces, I've got them in my hand already. The world's given everything I need. I just need to be successful in business. I just need to have the right relationship. So we begin to fix it because God clearly didn't know what He was doing. And so we begin fixing it. He goes on to say that same society also tempts people into believing that you need, that you not need to be broken because the world enables you to have it all. If you set your sights on winning, and then play your cards right. We seek to win and play our cards right as though that will fix our brokenness. It's quite interesting because many people spend their lives trying to fix all the little broken imperfections about their human experience and their own strength just like this. I was listening recently to a friend of mine who was a professional lifesaver for many years. And he told me in their training, they were given full permission to knock out someone that they were rescuing. They were told that they need to punch the person in the face and knock them out if necessary. Because something very common to a drowning person is their sense of needing to strive in their own strength to save themselves. And they tell us that while a lifesaver who's trained and has full ability to rescue them is in the process of engaging with them and getting them back safely to shore, people feel this natural urge to fight themselves. And so they kick and fight. And with the moving and their striving and their failing attempts to save themselves, the lifesaver has to neutralize them in order to truly save them? What if that same principle applied to our brokenness? What if it were not in our I'll get this, we'll do this. What if it wasn't in our striving but in our surrender that we found wholeness? You see Isaiah 64 verse 8 where it says we are the clay and God is the potter and we are all the work of his hands. That's not a contradiction from David's freak out where he says I feel like broken pottery. It's not a contradiction. Because maybe the process of God's preparing the pottery piece in his hand is misunderstood by us. There's an ancient Japanese art form called, I'm going to try and say it, kintsukuroi. And this art form involves repairing broken pottery using gold lacquer. Repairing broken pottery this way is understood to actually add value to the vessel, which is greater than before it broke through the addition of gold to the broken areas which are joined together, and the uniqueness of the way the vessel has been broken, meaning there are never two that are identical. What if instead of blaming God for our brokenness and trying to fix it in our own strength, we gave it back to the potter? Perhaps then he could complete a unique, valuable masterpiece whereby our brokenness prepares the way for our breakthrough. Henry Nowen, the Christian writer, professor, and theologian, said these words Our life is full of brokenness, broken relationships, broken promises, broken expectations. How can we live with that brokenness without becoming bitter and resentful except by returning again and again to God's faithful presence in our lives? You see, as we bring our brokenness. God, you don't know. Look how bad this is, God. This is not what I thought life was supposed to be. As we bring our brokenness and imperfection before our loving Father, God, okay, whatever, I'll stop. Take it, God. As we do that, he molds and forms and prepares in the midst of our imperfection a masterpiece. And that's why Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15, says to you and I, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Here it is. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet did not sin. So let us become Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. He knows all your mess-ups. Yeah, but God, you don't know how bad this section of my life is. This was so broken, God, you don't even want to see what this is. We are supposed to come because He understands us in the midst of our weakness. And so with boldness, we come before His throne of grace. And then it says, there you will find and receive His mercy. And you will find grace to help you where you need it most. Where do we need God most in our lives? In the middle of our brokenness. Yet how interesting is it that so often we are quicker to run away from God than to Him. The only response required from us in our brokenness is surrender. Yet sadly Christ went more willingly to the cross than we do to the throne of grace. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, my sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Stop thinking that God's going to despise you coming as you are and all your brokenness with all your hang-ups and mess-ups. Stop thinking, you know what, I can't go to church because of what happened this weekend. I stuffed up so bad, I'm Broken and all those people walking in there are these perfectly blessed, molded clay vessels that have it all together. It says, A broken spirit, he will not despise. God does not despise your brokenness. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in Him as personal Lord and Savior. The condemnation you assume you're going to receive for your brokenness and imperfection is incorrect. That means the question is never whether or not you're perfect enough, but the question is, have you come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior in the midst of your brokenness and imperfection? Jesus, in John chapter 11, verse 25 to 26, says these words as I land. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, the one who believes in me will live They'll be whole, like they'll be complete. Okay, but check this out, check this paradox now. They will live, those that believe in me will live, even though they die. Okay, well, death and stuff, that's all broken stuff. Oh, my passion for Jesus has died, I'm I'm so broken. Or whatever, and you're broken, and it's like, no, no, but but even though you are broken, even though you die, you, you will live. Let's carry on reading, it says, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. You come to my throne of grace in your brokenness. And even though you would die, you would experience brokenness in your humanity, if you would surrender it to me and believe that I am your Savior, I would take that brokenness and I would mold you and I would make you and craft you into a whole and complete vessel whose brokenness is no longer the, 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 the sign of your burial, but it becomes the very platform for a breakthrough so that you can live as a follower of Jesus. And when people see your cracks and imperfection, instead of it being a sign that you weren't Christian enough, it becomes the very place of your testimony. Just like the tomb became the testimony of Christ's life. Just like a valley for a young shepherd boy became the platform for his victory against a giant. For in this world you will have trials, brokenness will exist. But Jesus says, but take heart. What, Jesus? But but I'm broken, Jesus. But I don't have it all together. He's, he's not like, oh, no, you're broken. Sorry, you're not good enough for my Christian religion. You, you got that point wrong and that point wrong. So you have to get that. He says, come in your brokenness to the throne of grace. In this world, you will have trouble. Come with your broken trouble. And instead of striving in your own strength, surrender to my grace and mercy. And I will mold you and make you and repair you. And your very brokenness and suffering will become the place of your testimony, Just like Chantel's testimony today. And so as Jesus says these words, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, although they die, they will live. He says at the end of that statement, Do you believe this? That has to be my question today. Do you believe this? Some of us sitting right here have never been followers of Jesus. We've been cynical of the whole God thing. We've thought Him maybe some hungry power source sitting on a throne and and not really cared about your suffering because you know He could do something. So you've gone, well, whatever, God. You're not even real because you would have done something in my brokenness. Might be the process of preparation whereby through your brokenness, you will have the breakthrough. You just got to surrender that to Jesus today. Or you might be here you might be a follower of Jesus. You might be in situations which are broken. You might, you might be going through suffering and struggle. You're feeling abandoned by God or you don't make sense of what's going on. I need you to know that God can take that suffering and he can use it to create a testimony. I need you to know this, that right now where there's no provision, where there's heartache and depression, you are not alone alone. And you are victorious because even your broken pieces become more valuable as you surrender them to Jesus without having to fully understand the why behind the what. And so there are two responses for two different groups of people. And I want to take a moment. Would you close your eyes with me as we pray together? And first of all, I want to talk to those that maybe aren't a follower of Jesus. But this morning you realize That Jesus doesn't look for your perfection, but what He's done on the cross is what means He washes away your sins. He takes your brokenness and He brings healing and salvation. So maybe right now, you need to call on the name of the Lord that you can be saved. I want to create that space right now. And I'm going to pray for all of us together. And if that's you, I would like to just acknowledge you before I pray for all of us and you might be saying Grant I want you to include me in that prayer of salvation I want to come to know Jesus right now I want to be a follower of Jesus I want to just acknowledge you as I pray over all of us and I'm going to ask you to do that just by putting your hand up and putting it down just so I can acknowledge you where you are my left and right you're just saying Grant include me in that prayer I see that hand thank you the others right now just want to raise your hand you can put it down I'm not going to call you out the others that want to join those who raise their hands right now pray for me thank you I see that hand two people which are just saying include me in that prayer Grant. i want to be a follower of jesus i want to know salvation i want to know the power of god right now i'm going to pray over those two people which raise their hands and for all of us we can pray this together in our hearts lord jesus i come before you and lord jesus this morning i acknowledge that i'm imperfect and i'm broken but I also acknowledge that you are the savior that can bring healing and restoration and salvation where I can't save myself. Lord Jesus, this morning I accept that you gave your life on the cross and defeated death so that I wouldn't have to pay the penalty of my sin, which was death. And I accept your salvation and invite you into my life to be my Lord and savior. Jesus, I open my heart to you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, for those that prayed that prayer right now, I pray for a fire to fill their hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Holy Spirit, you would begin to stir in the depths of their being, that they would come to know you in a deep and intimate love relationship of devotion, of revelation, Father God. I pray that you would protect their hearts and their minds as they leave. You would lead their lives from this point on to places beyond all that they could ask or imagine. While well, every eye is closed, so I want to talk to another group of people. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus, you're facing brokenness. You might have even become obsessed over the brokenness because it's, it's like the new normal. You're going, God, why? Maybe you need to surrender that to Jesus right now. God, I don't understand why I went through this. God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. God, I don't understand why I've got depression. God, I thought this wasn't supposed to happen to me as a follower of Jesus. Maybe that's you right now. I want you to hand that to him. To put it in the hands of the potter right now. And I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would do a supernatural work of molding the brokenness that we bring before you this morning into a testimony of your healing and restoration. I pray that you would grow us, make us become deeper within ourselves through our struggles because we overcome them through Christ. Right now, Father, I pray that you would take hold of every struggle, mold it into a vessel that holds the new wine of your promises and fullness of life. In the name of Jesus and God's people say together, Amen, Amen, Amen.